Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 38-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brook. Learn from extraordinary leaders and get a behind-the-scenes look at what it truly takes to become a network marketing hero. On this week's episode, Ben Hook. The entrepreneurial bug had hooked me. The network marketing lifestyle had hooked me. And I always just had this gnawing thing in the back of my mind, like, man, I've got to figure something out. And so I kind of studied. I kept reading. I would study network marketing. I just Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's tools at blissbusiness.com. Hey everybody, this is Richard Brooke. Welcome to Bliss Business's Hero Call number 72, where we interview somebody from around the world that has created a four-year career in an ethical leadership way in a great company, somebody that's gone out and posted the numbers. So those of you that study the four-year career and the Bliss Business that we uh, training that we have in Bliss Business know that we are kind of about the numbers. We're we're about lots of things, but you know if you don't put the numbers on the board, you're just not going to get momentum, and you're not going to get an organization growing under you, and uh, you're not going to get that wind beneath your wings. So we have a phenomenal guest tonight, one of my favorite people in the entire industry. And that is saying something because I know a lot of extraordinary people in this industry, but this guy is, uh, he is, he is just pure gold. He is full of love. He is full of wisdom. He is full of leadership. He is full of fun. He is one of my favorite all-time speakers, trainers, coaches, inspirational storytellers. One of the funniest people you'll ever see on stage. He's an eight-time best-selling author, the founder of Success University for the last seven and a half years. He's been a, maybe the top distributor, I'll let him tell us, in World Ventures. Hails from Dallas, Texas. Matt Morris, are you in the house? I am. Thank you for having me, sir. You're so welcome, and I appreciate you taking the time because I know you're on the road doing events, which is kind of the life. So we're going to dive right into it. And for those of you that are new to these hero calls, Matt and I have not discussed this format. He doesn't get any questions ahead of time. He doesn't get to tell me what he wants to talk about. We just tell stories, so I'm going to ask him to tell stories. And the purpose of these calls, folks, is, uh, you know, some of it is training. You'll get some golden nuggets, some things that you might want to implement in building your business. But, but the most important agenda that we have here with these hero calls is to elevate your level of belief that you can do whatever you want to do in this business. Now, as I interview Matt, I know he's going to talk about some pretty exceptional, extraordinary numbers. And so here's the disclaimer. Just because Matt makes $9 million a week doesn't mean you will. <laughs> what, it, 
Oh, did I exaggerate that? Sorry. <laughs> MLM now, numbers. <laughs> yeah, now you have something to live up to, Matt. Uh, whatever Matt has created is what Matt has created, and what we don't do here on these Heroes Calls is suggest that you will do that. We're only interviewing extraordinary people. And, you know, every once in a while somebody asks me, well, what does the average distributor earn? And the answer to that is, I don't know, Matt, nothing? <laughs> nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> A- average people don't tend to have the courage and the motivation and the drive and the persistence and the vision and the coachability and the stickability to make this happen. So whatever Matt has accomplished is not, we're not inferring that you will accomplish that. What we are inferring is whatever you want to do, you can do it if you do the kind of things that Matt did. And so Matt has an extraordinary story. We're going to dive right into it. We'll quickly get past all of his childhood trauma in network marketing where he's probably, I think he was, if I remember right, sleeping in his car and he and I have that in common. Um, and we'll get to him crushing it in World Ventures because that's where you guys are going to learn the most. But, Matt, tell us, um, when is the first time anybody ever approached you with network marketing? Who was that person? And their name doesn't really matter. You can share it if you want. But more importantly, how were they related to mm-hmm. you? Were they a stranger? Were they a friend? Were they a relative? And what did they say to you, and what was your response? Okay, perfect. <laughs> My uh, first exposure to network marketing, the, uh, I was actually working as a waiter. I was in college, 18 years old. It was my second year there, and I'm working as a banquet waiter at the Hilton Hotel, and so we've got a banquet one night, and there's, you know, I work for a temp agency, right? And so you're always meeting new people. Well, there's a cute waitress that is assigned to the same banquet, and we're clearing tables, and, you know, we meet in the kitchen from time to time, and she kept initiating conversation, and she was fairly cute, so I was excited about the conversation, and as we you know, I don't know, we're waiting to pour coffee or something like that. She says, have you ever, you ever think about being in business for yourself? And I said, you know what, all the time, because I definitely wanted to build rapport with her, right? So um, she said, well, why don't you write your number down and we'll talk business sometime. And because I was anxious to talk business with her, I said, Absolutely. Here you go. Gave her my number. And uh, she called me a couple days later, invited me out to the Hilton Hotel, a different Hilton, actually, and uh, said, hey, it's Mary Beth. Remember, we talked about, you know, business the other night. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, why don't you come meet me at the Hilton and we'll talk business. And uh, I thought, you know, Mary Beth, cute girl, hotel, (laughs) night, business, (laughs) I'm in. So I, uh, you know, I came to the hotel, and she, of course, ushered me into a uh, room. It was an Amway presentation, and I had never heard of Amway, had never heard of network marketing, and got fired up, 
I was uh, super, super excited. But, you know, the question she asked me, and I've asked I don't know how many people, uh, the same question is, do you ever think about being in business for yourself? So that was, that was the line that hooked me. There were a couple wow. that hooked me, I guess. But what else? <laughs> that, was the, what else? that was the statement. Well, you know, wanting to get laid, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, have you ever thought about being in business uh, for yourself, and had you? I had, yeah. I was, um, you know, my parents, uh, when I was young, they both owned a restaurant, a Bonanza Steakhouse. And so I remember looking up at my dad and uh, when I was super young, and the employees would call him chief. And I just saw how they looked up to, me, to him, and I was like, wow, I want to be, be respected like that one day. That's awesome. Okay, so how long did you do Amway? Um, about two years. I sponsored three people, two of which I paid for to get in, uh, <laughs> one of which was my mom. <laughs> I, I, I feel so bad. What, the one I paid for to get in, uh, one of the ones I paid for was my mom. I never even told her she was in. That, that, that was the amount of courage that I had back then. Um, I bought her a kit, never told her. Uh, I did have the one guy who did pay his way in. It was a waiter friend of mine. He had been drinking before the presentation. He signed up, never came again. So at the end of Perfect. two years, I had one, one person in my group. It was me. So made no money, but um, wouldn't trade it for anything because it was an amazing, amazing learning experience. And, yeah. um, you know, the the – whole commitment there to books and tapes and personal growth, it, it changed things for me in a big way. Yeah. Okay. So uh, then probably something more exciting than Amway came along. And what did you do next? <laughs> Lightly. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I moved back in with my mom. I moved back to Dallas. I was going to go back to college. And uh, – because I had uh, dropped out for a semester and uh, found this thing. It was uh, answered an ad in the paper. It was Global Prosperity Group. And I uh, had a guy who, I think it was $1,200. You made a $1,000 commission on every product you sold, like a two-up type plan. And, uh, of course, I thought, you know, this is it. Oh, my gosh. And uh, actually, I did make several sales. I probably made 10 sales or something like that over the course of six months. But I spent way more than that in, you know, advertising. And, you know, it was uh, – I just <laughs> – I was an idiot back then. So I'd run all kinds of crazy newspaper ads and, you know, email ads, just everything. And, you know, after about six months, I was uh, $30,000 in debt. I did join a couple other companies. Uh, at one point, I thought, you know, if, uh, if you're in one, and surely it makes sense to be in two. And then I noticed <laughs> I, <laughs> I, had a hard time. I had a hard time keeping the uh, call straight because I'd be, you know, I'd like lead lists and different things, and I'd be following up with, you know, some people on one company and some people on another company. So I actually got two phone lines just to try and separate the two because I was having trouble uh, with that. And, you know, I, of course, realized that uh, working two companies doesn't really work um, and, you, as, long as, we're, as long as we're on that, Matt, let's just make an uh-huh. exclamation point on that because there's probably yeah. a lot of relatively inexperienced people on this call or will be listening to it a month from now, a year from now, mm-hmm. five years from now. And I'm continually 
uh, amazed at really smart people who come to me with the convincing argument that they have figured out how to do two or three of these. What's your take on that? I, you know, I, there's part of me that understands where they're coming from because, uh, you know, sometimes a company may go out of business or something. You know, you put your heart and soul into, uh, you know, into a company that goes out of business and you're like, I'm never again going to trust the company. I'm going to join five, you know. Right. Um, I, I just, you know what, I've never seen anyone be real effective at doing that. I've seen a couple guys who've been in network marketing for as long as me and, you know, the, the build up one and then they quietly kind of do another. I mean, I've seen like literally two, two people that I can think of out of the millions of people in network marketing who've been even remotely successful with that. But the vast majority and the solid leaders in network marketing, they just don't do it. No one, no one does it. it it's, you know, you mentioned belief at the beginning of the call, and in my mind, creating a large organization is all about belief. You've got to get your organization to have a rock-solid belief in the company and the products and the opportunity and network marketing. And if you're trying to work two companies, even if you can, it erodes all of the belief within your organization, and they, of course, think that they can do the same thing, so then they're trying to do it. It plants seeds of doubt in their mind, and I just I don't have any evidence of people being successful with that. Now, I see the Internet network marketers who will sign up, and you know they've got three different deals, and they have some kind of online funnel, and they're pushing people into three deals, different deals, but I've never seen any of those companies get to any size and last for any length of time. You know, it's a cycle of insanity uh, in my mind. So I, I just, uh, I think it is completely ludicrous. I think you pick one company with, put your heart and soul into it. If, uh, you know, that, that's just what I've seen. Yep. All right. Well, me too. We won't belabor the point. So um, what happened next? <laughs> Okay, so this is where it gets interesting. I, uh, you know, that, that wasn't working out. So I signed up in, uh, what was it called, Travel Dynamics, I believe it was. And it was a similar type program. And uh, they changed the compensation plan uh, after two weeks. I didn't like that. So I decided I was going to join another company. And I think I joined a company called Trendmark. And it was uh, uh, some kind of uh, tech, uh, telecom thing. And so I did that for like a week or two. And then the product didn't work. And then... I uh, signed up in some company uh, called Tel. What was it called? Tel Three or TRI, and you know that went out of business a month or two later. And you know my upline from that, he went to another deal, and it was uh, ITI. I think it was called. It was a telecommunications thing, and so I did that for about a month. And man, I was like, I actually. Uh, put a few people in, and then my upline quit, <laughs> my sponsor quit, and, you know, this guy had made a ton of money, so he joined another company, and it was a gold deal. I, I don't remember even the name of the gold deal, but literally a week after, I call him for a three-way phone call, and he says, hey, I got to call you back. He calls me back and uh, a little bit later, and he starts pitching me on another deal, so I said, I got to go. <laughs> Those, those, gold, those gold deal guys are one of the few people that went to prison. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. I literally, I mean, I, I must've joined about eight companies within a nine months or a year time frame. And, you know, that's one thing I real I just was not good at picking a company. I wasn't good at picking an upline and uh, answer an ad. I had moved back in with my mom again at this point yeah. and, uh, or no, I guess that was the same, same time. And, uh, you know, I was, my, had dropped out of college, and my mom said, Matt, you're a, I figured it out. You're adult enough to not go to college. You're adult enough to not have a job. You're adult enough to have your own business, and you're adult enough to go out and party, which I was, you know, doing. <laughs> Let's be honest. I, I was going out at night and, you know, having fun. So uh, instead of building my business, which was a, a lesson there, she said, you're also adult enough to pay me rent. So pay me rent or move out. <laughs> and I, of course, was like, oh, my God, Mom, I can't believe you won't enable my bad behavior forever. And I was really hurt. But, um, you know, I, I went and got a newspaper, went through the classified ads, found a job, got an interview, was selling above-ground swimming pools, and uh, went through a two-day, two- or three-day training class on that. And then they, uh, they basically would give me leads, and I'd go, you know, set up uh, appointments and sell a pool. And the leads they gave me were in Southern Louisiana. So I'm $30,000 in debt. I got no money at all. And, um, but that's where they got the leads and I've got to make some money. So I just kind of packed a few things in my car, drove over to Louisiana from Dallas, Texas. And for about two months, lived out of my car selling swimming pools. They, uh, they didn't pay commissions until the pool got installed, which was six to eight weeks out. So for uh, a couple months there, I just uh, slept in my car, which was a uh, little Honda Civic. Now, I'm six foot three, <laughs> about 200 pounds, so uh, sleeping out of your car is not a whole lot of fun yep. when it's a Honda Civic. Yep. It's, not, it's not fun anyway, but, uh, but yeah, I had some amazing uh, insight. It reinforced what um, I reinforced the personal growth in my life. Uh, you know, I got exposed to it in Amway was always a believer, but I kind of fell off the wagon a little bit. Now there's you know, two motivators, the desire for pleasure and the avoidance of pain. So the yep. avoidance of pain got me re-motivated to start developing myself again. So I started um, reading like crazy. I listened to a Tony Robbins cassette. I think it was called Unlimited Power, where he told the story yep. about living in a 400 square foot bachelor apartment, washing his dishes in the bathtub, and which I of course wished I at least had a bathtub. So, um, you know, he told the story of going from that to earning over a million dollars a year. He talked about reading over 700 books. He talked about the power of modeling. If you want to have success, find someone who's had success, do what they did, and you can get what they've got. And I said, well, I don't really have, at the time, I didn't have a vehicle. I didn't have a mentor um, that I could work with, but I knew I could read books. So I started just, you know, I had hours and hours and hours a day. So I just started reading, and I couldn't afford to buy a lot of books. So I'd go to the uh, bookstore. I'd sit in a Barnes & Noble in Lafayette, Louisiana, and would read for hours a day when the store would close. I'd remember what page I was on. I'd come back the next morning and finish the book. So um, huge, wow. huge growth curve. And, and, you know, that experience, again, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because th there was so much growth that came 
from that point in my life, um, it was, uh, you know, definitely a super valuable experience and, uh, some, you know, interesting things, uh, you know, showering in the rain and showering and, you know, bathing in gas station bathrooms, things like that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was uh, an interesting process. Okay. So I, I don't know how you went from that to founding what at the time success university, the largest personal development company in the world, which was a network marketing company that I know was extremely well, I successful. Not, not the largest in the world. It was the most popular online for sure. Okay. okay. Um, the largest we'll in network that. marketing at the time for sure. So um, how, did you, how did you go from so, the car to that? So um, I went from the car. A buddy of mine that I would call every once in a while from a payphone was working at a startup software company, and uh, he got me an interview on a Thursday. I drove to Austin, did the interview. They said, can you start Monday? I said, absolutely. So went to my mom's house, dropped my stuff, drove to Austin, worked for that software company for about a year and a half. So for about a year and a half, I had a, a network marketing sabbatical. I was you know, working, making a good salary, you know, going out on weekends, watching TV at night, living a good life. But, you know, through the whole process, I really, I, I had been hooked. The entrepreneurial bug had hooked me. The network marketing lifestyle had hooked me. And I always just had this gnawing thing in the back of my mind, like, man, I've got to figure something out. And so I kind of studied. I kept reading. I would study network marketing. I just didn't do anything for about a year and a half. And um, got laid off with two-thirds of the company in one day. And when I got laid off, that was a major decision point for me. I said, you know what? I'm going to be a professional in network marketing. That's going to be my career. I've seen too many people do well. You know, when I was in Amway, I saw the diamonds and the crowns and all that, living this crazy life, world schooling their children. And I just thought, man, network marketing is the lifestyle I want. And so I started researching uh, companies. There was a, one of the many companies I had joined was uh, Life Force International, and I got the product, but I never did anything with it. So I thought, you know, wow, that looks like a stable company, good product. So I called the company and I said, uh, I'm, I need a sponsor. You know, I had joined years ago, but my upline quit. So can you put me in touch with someone? And they gave me like three different phone numbers of people to call. So I called, uh, called a guy, talked to Corey Citron, who uh, oh, yeah? Owns, yeah, owns Yoli now. And, yeah, um, you know, we hit it off. I loved his energy and uh, started working with him. And, um, you know, Corey is just an amazing guy. He was a great sponsor, amazing. Um, I was in Dallas. He was, uh, doesn't he have a master's in economics from Stanford? I, I, yeah, he's brilliant. He's definitely brilliant. So, <laughs> yeah. I think so. so um, you know, I did that for a while. And, you know, what happened was I was uh, – I had personally enrolled about 90 people. My group was about 150. Um, everyone else in my group had been personally enrolled by another superstar sales guy that I had trained on how to sell people <laughs> into the deal. So – um, I became, I was a good producer. I was a good closer. 
but um, no duplication at all, at yep. all. And I just, right. it was such a grind for me. Um, I, I really didn't understand network marketing at that point. And as much as I thought I did. And I ended up, it was interesting, I had my great aunt invited me to lunch one day to tell me about a network marketing company that she wasn't in, but her son-in-law was. And she thought, you know, I know you've, you, do, you do network marketing and you're super ambitious. I think you'd be great for it. So I went to a presentation. It was a telecommunications company. And I didn't care anything about the telecommunications company, but I met um, my cousin's upline was a guy named Wayne Nugent. <laughs> and I, I met Wayne at that event and I was blown away by him because the presentation, you know, before the presentation I met him and, you know, good rapport and afterwards, he was training me. He wasn't trying to close me. He was just training me and here's, you know, how we operate, here's what we do. And I just instantly, it just, I was like, this is the guy I want to be my mentor. And so I joined, um, and uh, interesting thing, it's just so interesting how things work out. I, uh, you know, made my money back. I made about $1,000 in the first week or so. Uh, I was super fired up, super excited, mainly to work with him. And uh, his upline, we did a meeting on a Saturday, and his upline was a uh, former professional football player. Well, one of my prospects brings a guy to the meeting, or sorry, one of my downline guys brings a prospect to the meeting well, he doesn't have the money right now to sign up. And so our upline, Wayne's upline, says, well, if you'll sign up with me directly, I'll pay your way in. So my, huh? upline, <laughs> yeah, so my <laughs> upline is coaching my prospects in the open. You know, it's like right in front of the guy in my downline. So I go to Wayne and I go, and I'm just as mad as I've ever been. You know, this shit can't happen. Uh, you know, he's, and Wayne, you know, you know Wayne, right? He's really low-key. Yeah, Wayne yeah. doesn't really get mad. He's just, he's very low-key. He goes, you're right, absolutely. Um, you know what? Why don't we have lunch tomorrow or lunch on Monday? So um, I'm like, why does this guy want to have lunch? We need to go talk to our upline. We need to go, like, you know, <laughs> beat him up. So uh, anyway, Wayne invites me to lunch and to tell me about a company that, uh, you know, he was putting together. It was a travel network marketing company, uh, not World Ventures, but uh, yeah. there were a couple guys that were, you know, the majority owners, and Wayne was working with them, and, you know, they weren't ready to launch, but, uh, you know, it's, re it's his dream. It's his passion. I want to build the Mary Kay of travel, and, you know, I just really got bought into his vision on that, and so uh, we kind of pre-launched that company and ended up building that for two years. Uh, built a team of 10,000 people, made, uh, you know, best month was about $40,000 uh, at 24, how old was I, 24, 25 wow. years old. At 25. You've been in a lot of, uh, you've been in a lot of companies, but oh it was a mess. Yeah, 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 for sure. So um, unfortunately, the owners, the two majority owners had never done network marketing before. They made every mistake in the book, changing the comp plan, uh, overspending money, you name it, company went out of business. So um, went and joined a, uh, I, then I was like, all right, I don't, I love travel, but I don't really see any travel companies that I love. Uh, there's a new, you know, company that Earl Shaw, you know, Earl, 
Sure. Well, I know who he is for sure. Earl the Pearl, right? Earl sponsored me in a a nutritional network marketing company. And, you know, at this point, I really understood network marketing. So I started building um, a team. I worked like crazy. I averaged 7,000 minutes a month on my cell phone bill. I was just nonstop on the phone, uh, just a machine. And built a team of 20,000 people there in about a two-year time frame. Uh, similar story, the owner had never done network marketing before, made every mistake, would change the compensation plan and announce it via email. I mean, it was just, it was bad. So uh, that's what inspired me to start Success University. So I had uh, about a six-figure residual check from the nutritional company coming in and wasn't motivated to do meetings, to do calls. I just didn't have the heart for it because the owner, um, you know, just from all the challenges that had happened, didn't feel like the owner had my back at all. And um, said, you know, Wayne taught me the philosophy, if you build people, you'll build a business. You don't build people, you won't build a business. It's as simple as that. And uh, so... um, you know, launched Success University and uh, ran that for about four and a half years, about a hundred, little over 100,000 uh, students, uh, customers that we had come on board. Not, um, not the biggest uh, growth in the world, but very solid, stable culture of, you know, personal growth and education. And at the end of 2008 got hit with about half a million dollars worth of fraud, actually about $200,000 in fraud out of Africa, stolen credit card rings, uh, being a small company, um, really, really um, handicapped us. And, you know, revenues dropped. Uh, things were just not good. I was, took a seven took a $250,000 line of credit out from the bank and, you know, borrowing money from anyone who I could get it from. And, um, it's it just a really bad situation. And I, uh, you know, was, had been watching World Ventures and seeing what they were doing. And so that's what ended up leading me to uh, World Ventures. So, you know, really a blessing in disguise going from being an owner. Uh, and you would know this as good as anyone, all the stress and the headaches and, you know, everything that comes from owning a network marketing company there was an opportunity to, uh, you know, be back in, out in the field and do what I love the most, which is, you know, build teams and train and speak and do all that. So that's, uh, that's kind of the, the long convoluted story on how I ended up here. Yeah. Um, if that's not in one of your eight best-selling books, blow for blow, it needs to be because that is yeah. an epic story. And yeah. you're right about ownership. Uh, those of us that do own network marketing companies, we are the biggest hypocrites in the profession because <laughs> we just have an 18-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah, is, yeah. it is not the lifestyle of the rich and famous sales leaders. So <laughs> let's dive into what you created in World Ventures and how you did it, starting with um, – how many people did you personally sponsor your first year, and how did you do that? What, what were some of okay. your systems? Not, now, you know, let's put this in context for the person that's out there that perhaps has never been in network marketing before, never been in business before. 
Um, even probably through all of those failed network marketing companies, you probably had a pretty strong list of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. You had customers yeah. from Success University. Um, but, you know, really what I want to focus on here, Matt, in you telling people what you did the first two or three years is, is what I try to educate people on is, you know, if you personally sponsor one person a month, you're just never going to create enough energy, enough synergy, enough people bouncing off of each other, enough success begetting success, enough fun uh, for a team to gather around you. And when you gather around you a team of, you know, if I'm talking to just regular network marketers, people trying to get something off the ground, one of the things I like to tell them, and I'd like for you to maybe address it some, just to see your take on it. I'm sure you agree with it. But, you know, the normal person, when you just get 20, 30, 40 people on your team at all levels, two, three, four levels deep, the odds are really good that there's one or two people on your team that they're better than you. They have more ambition. They have more contacts. They have more credibility. And that's when the thing starts to, like, get, you know, lift off. It gets lift under the wings. It starts to rise on its own energy. It's like pushing that car over the hill. When, they, when the car starts to crest the hill, it just doesn't take near as much effort to keep it going. And then once it does crest the hill and once you do get lift off, I mean, you just fly. And yep. I think what I, what I find network marketers – underestimate or aren't willing to do is massive action effort to get those first 30 or 40, 50 people on your team so you've got some people to run with that are as excited as you are. And mm -hmm. beyond excited, you know, they're, they back up that excitement with execution. Can you speak to mm -hmm. that and the numbers required to do it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the beauty of our profession is the car going over the hill. I, I talk about it like pushing a big, uh, a big round boulder up a hill and it takes a lot of effort to get the boulder up the hill, especially when your muscles are not real strong as far as your skill set and network marketing. You know, you're learning how to push, you're building your network marketing muscles. So, you know, it takes, this takes a lot of work to get to the top of the hill. But once you get up there, then, you know, call that a full-time income, then the car or the boulder is a roll on its own. And you don't have to be pushing like crazy to keep it going. You can just kind of you know, pushing along a little bit here and there. You just poke it and it keeps going. And right. that's an income stream that keeps going. Well, now you've gotten to the top of the hill. You've gotten yourself a full-time income. So you got the choice of, you know, hanging out there or go back to the bottom of the hill, find someone in your group that wants to go back to the top or find someone that's not in your group that you can sponsor that wants to go to the top. And now it's you and them pushing their car to get to the top of the hill. And so you're both pushing. Well, your muscles are stronger now, so you can mentor them and train them and dig into their group and help find existing leaders. And so you can help that person get to the top of the hill, and then it, it keeps paying you. You know, that's another income stream that will just keep paying you. And so, you know, now you can... <laughs> 
chill out or go back to the bottom, find someone else, get them to the top. And, you know, what I love about this, there's no limit to the amount of income that we can earn. We can just keep going to the bottom of the hill, finding someone, getting them to the top. And, you know, the more you do it, the better typically you are at it. And so that's what I've done, really all I've done in the last eight years here, almost eight years with World Ventures, is I just keep going to the bottom finding someone who wants to run and because I've gotten fairly good at it now, I can, you know, teach other people that have uh, a lot more raw talent than I ever had. It took me uh, a long time, five years to get to a full-time income. So, you know, when I got started in every time I've created momentum in network marketing, it's come from a burst of activity. That first time, you know, what Wayne taught me, he said, Matt, if you'll put in 30 fast, that'll turn into thousands. And by the way, this is no guarantee. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, I was just super coachable and I believed him. And he said, if obviously you have to follow the system and you know, dig in with people and all that. I, I couldn't just be a salesperson like I was before. So I put in 30 people in a month. Now, I don't think I've ever since – I. I I've never sponsored 30 people in one month ever since. I don't know how I did it. I, I didn't. I was 18 hours a day, just wasn't sleeping. <laughs> I was a maniac, and that was with you know none of the credibility that I gained uh, years later. I still haven't done that, but um, you know I put in those 30 fast, and you know, the way my numbers have worked over the years is about three to five do nothing at all. You got to be okay with that. You have about three to five who will show up, meaning they might sponsor someone, they might not sponsor someone, they will come to a training here or there, they'll stay on auto ship for a while, and what you really focus on is the one or two. You've got one or two who are going to be builders. And so if, you know, in most network marketing compensation plans, you're going to need three to six leaders, three to six builders. And so by putting in 30 in a short amount of time, and that's usually not going to be enough long term, but if you put in 30 fast, you'll identify three to six leaders. Those have just kind of been how my numbers have worked out. When I'm coaching people now and someone's really just dead serious, my biggest coaching to them is put in about 30 people in a 90-day time frame, about 10 people a month, three months in a row, and you're going to identify three to six people who want to run as hard as you want to run. And so that's what I did the first time with that travel company. That's what I did the second time with the nutrition company. It's what I did in Success University. It's what I did in World Ventures. Um, in World Ventures, I've had a couple, um, really a couple major bursts like that. Um, I sponsored about 40 people my first couple months or so, over my first year, I'm not the biggest, uh, the most analytical person, so I don't know exactly what that number is, but I would, uh, I would guess around 80, 90, um, possibly 100 people in the first year, and that created some really significant growth. Um, hit the top rank in the company again um, by putting in about 60 people over about a year time frame and uh, working on hitting the top rank uh, in the company a third time. And, you know, I, I, uh, the third time, it's interesting, I've just been very consistent. Uh, I've put in anywhere probably two to four people a month, 
I just do that every month. I'll put in two to four people. And I do identify leaders, but you don't get that spark. You don't get that burst of activity. It happens a lot slower. Now, I'm okay with that because I'm supporting some pretty big teams. I'm traveling around the world. They're paying us a lot of money, got an amazing lifestyle, have three kids. So I'm super busy, and uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not in all-out massive sponsoring mode. It's more, you know, put two to four people in and uh, bend over backwards to help them in the initial phases and build leadership. For me, it's all about building leadership. The myth that is so prevalent in network marketing is this myth of duplication. Duplication, the way people think about it, is a unicorn. It's a fairy. It doesn't exist. You know, we all think enroll five people who enroll five, who enroll five, who enroll five. That's never <laughs> happened. It never will. Stop thinking that's going to happen. You know, you can't put in five or six people and expect your group to get really big. Um, you got to put in enough. And it's, so it's duplication of leadership. And I know out of every 10 or so I put in, I'm going to get one or two good ones. I just kind of plan on one. You know, I put in 10, I get one good one. And I'm going to spend the majority of my time with that one person. Now, the others, I'm going to be there. If you call me, I'm around, but I'm not reaching out to you. <laughs> um, you reach out to me. Now, the ones who are serious that are putting people in, that are builders, that are coming to events, those are the ones I'm reaching out to and uh, would you, building up. Would you, would you speak to events? That's been the biggest, uh, you know, my, my, I did a training today on this. I said, you know, the biggest key, I've got a new uh, leader out in Ireland and um, who I, you know, we communicate back and forth. I love technology now. We're on WhatsApp all the time. And I said, you know, it's the biggest thing is put them in, get them in, get them to a training, get them in, get them to a training, rinse and repeat over and over and over. So, you know, we do a lot of events, a ton of events in the U.S. We do regional training events in about 35, 40 cities across the U.S. Um, that's, you know, step one. If you want to create a builder, um, if you want to turn a builder into a leader, anyone into a leader, you've got to get them to events. It just doesn't happen if they don't get to live events. That's been, you know, my experience over the years. Uh, going full-time in network marketing, becoming a leader in network marketing requires a major decision, and what they taught me in Amway was major decisions are made at major events. So you have got to become masterful at promoting events. If you look at the top income earners in our profession, I would say the one thing that we're good at is promoting events. So you know, we do the regional trainings um, usually twice a quarter. Once a quarter we do a major event um, somewhere in the U.S. Um, then we duplicate that process in Europe, in Africa, in Asia, in Australia, and it just flat out works. You know, people come out of the events ready to run through a brick wall to build the business. It's what, it's the biggest belief builder we have. It doesn't matter how good any network marketer is, there's only so much belief that you can put in someone. When you get someone at a live event, and they're immersed in it for a day or two, 
hearing stories of other people who are at their level or below that have outperformed them, um, you know, done extraordinary things, it builds that belief and it gets, uh, it gets them going. So that, that has been our secret weapon is I promote the snot out of our trainings. That's mm-hmm. probably and not you the have, best analogy to use. <laughs> I have never been to one, but I've heard that they are just extraordinary. Some of the some of the best trainers in the industry. Mm. Um, so um, speak to this, if you will, Matt. You have now um, eight years later, um, five hundred thousand people doing twenty five million dollars. Is that a year or a month? It's got to be a month. Um, a month. A month. Twenty-five yeah, it, million dollars a month. It's been uh, really amazing. It, it, yeah. Um, so here's what I want know. you to speak to about that. I want you to speak to how, how speak to the dynamic, the part of our business model that just fosters and creates mathematically. How does a couple of hundred people, okay, you sponsored 80 or 90 people your first year, and then you're sponsoring, you know, 30 people a year after that. How does that turn into 500,000 people? Like, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's all leadership and duplication, right? D- duplication of leadership. So that, that is what we focused on, you know, my, my, uh, one of the high, highlight moments in my network marketing career. I was training in Asia doing an event, and I'm – after the training, I am um, up in the executive lounge having a bite to eat, drinking a beer, and this guy comes up and he, he said, hi, you Matt Morris? And I said, yes, yes. And he, I said, were you at the training? Oh, yeah, there. I, IMB. Uh, IMB is the top rank in our company, and I had never met him. And uh, in your group, uh, I, I, your downline, I was like, oh, wow, awesome, here, have a seat, you know, and I'm getting to know him. He says, uh, I have 25 IMD in my downline. <laughs> so I had never <laughs> met the guy. <laughs> and, uh, not only is he the top rank, he's got 25 people that have hit the top rank, and he's in my group. So uh, I've had, you know, I think I've had 120-some-odd people hit the top rank across all my different, you know, teams. But you know, that, that's the example. I've become very insignificant to my teams, and that's the primary goal in, I believe, in our profession is become insignificant to your teams. So you have to be the man in a way. I mean, you have to do the meetings and the trainings. You, you know, you want to be – don't shy away from being a great speaker. Don't shy away from being a great trainer and all that, but you've got – to duplicate yourself. You've got to be a leader creator. And so one of the rules that I have of leadership is never do for never do for someone what they can do for themselves. And so I'm always pushing people to do their own trainings, to do their own presentations. I'm always edifying them and building them up. And you know, they of course pass it down and I can take very little credit for the growth of my organization other than I, I've personally enrolled, you know, 250 to 300 people in the last eight years, you're going to find some people if you put in that many. Um, but when a leader identifies themselves, I think a lot of what we do is a lot of the mentoring that we do is just training them on the right thinking. 
the principals and, you know, teaching them how to create other leaders. And, you know, we have, uh, you know, again, our secret weapon is the training system. So um, getting everyone to push the events, to get people to the events, because we know that if we get someone to an event, they're going to make 10 times more money than the people who don't. So, you know, I really can't take much credit. I've been really good at teaching everyone how to push people to events, and the, fact, uh, the Pat, events have done do, it. Do you know anybody in the network marketing career, 700 companies, uh, just based in the United States, 700 companies, 40 million people in the United States, do you know uh, that are in network marketing, do you know anyone that has built an empire in network marketing without regularly attending the key events, both locally and nationally. You ever heard of anybody doing that? Never heard of it. I, you know, you, you do hear about leaders who, you know, it's like, uh, made 20,000 my first month and, you know, put in thousands <laughs> well, yeah. of people and all this. And then, you know, a year or two years later, you don't hear about them. Because yeah, no, I'm not talking about is, the pump and yeah. dump. Yeah. You know, now, success is just always going to be short-lived, and it's one thing that's primary in my message. If you don't have a commitment to regular personal development, you'll always end up sabotaging your success. You're always going to end up, um, you know, back where you were or worse. And you know, and I even see it in my organization where you'll have leaders who have a lot of charisma, and they've got maybe some credibility, maybe they've got a really strong work ethic, but if they're not consistently building themselves through the events, it's the groups fall apart. So um, let's go back to practical strategies. Um, um, let's make these short answers. What's the biggest single mistake? you've ever made in your career, maybe it was a one-time thing, maybe it was a bad habit, maybe it didn't cost you money, sales, organization, maybe it cost you integrity, reputation, health, relationship. What's the biggest mistake you ever made? I would say the biggest mistake I made was when I transitioned from Success University to World Ventures, I was in alignment with a lot of our leaders as far as, you know, here's the real story. You know, we're, I'm 700, we're 750,000 in business debt. Um, we're going to go out of business. And here's what I've found. It's amazing. It's owned by my mentor, all that. It was an authentic message, but that was not the message that I told the world. Um, I had, um, you know, one or two of the leaders had said, you know, let's build on strength, not weakness, and let's not tell that story. And, you know, hindsight is uh, always easier. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was like, all right, well, let's build on strength. And that wasn't the message that I put out to the field. And it tore me up inside because when we, you know, when I announced World Ventures and we're going to, uh, you know, we have an opportunity to come into World Ventures and, you know, how great, it was just all, it's great, it's great, it's great. But I wasn't really telling the real story 
about where we were and even some of our leadership. Um, you know, I, I told our top, top leaders, but not kind of the lower level leaders. And so, um, you know, for me, it, it was just rough. I had, I lost 15 pounds. I couldn't eat at night. I, um, I couldn't eat during the day. I couldn't sleep at night. So it was, uh, it was rough. So looking back, I mean, I wish I would have been a lot more authentic about what the real situation was because, you know, some people, one, for me, and then two, people found out, you know, there's no, <laughs> the only way to keep a secret in network marketing is to not tell a soul. <laughs> there's no secret, right? <laughs> so, I don't even think that works. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So, um yeah, it was rough. It was really rough. I'd say that's probably the biggest mistake I made. All right. So what's the smartest thing you've ever done? Smartest thing? Um, <laughs> probably saying yes to what give, give us something you haven't already – give us something you haven't already covered. The smartest thing I ever did was um, – you know, is the commitment to personal growth, I would say. I mean, I don't really have one thing that was the smartest. It was uh, the fact that I took, I made that commitment to really growing myself. I, I was, and one of the things that solidified this in my mind, I read this article, someone had given me this article called what the cell is going on. It was about how every cell in the human body will regrow, regenerate itself every three to seven years. And, you know, you can essentially reinvent your health. And it just stuck with me. I said, wow, if you can reinvent your health, surely you can reinvent your life. I can reinvent my life, my financial success. I can get out of living out of this car. I can, you know, eventually become successful. And I had a lot of negative beliefs. I, you know, I would look at leaders like you, Richard, who I've admired for my whole career in network marketing. I read Mach 2 um, years ago, and it was a major awakening factor. It was like, uh, man, I get it. This is why I've been failing. So I never would have read your book if I hadn't made that commitment earlier to really reinvent myself. Okay. Uh, we're going to end with that. I'll come back to personal development, I think, by my last question. But um, so there's a lot of people, but, you know, big success here, and yet people are sitting out there going, okay, this all sounds great, but uh, how the heck do I find the people and how do I talk to people in a way that is going to have them listen to me? You know, you hear all the stories. No one calls me back. No one's interested. They don't show up for the meeting. They won't watch the video. What would you tell me? So uh, I'm not brand new. I've been in for six months, and I've sponsored six people, and none of them are doing anything. And I really need to go out and sponsor 30 over the next, you know, at least, three or four months, which is going to take a reinvention of who I talk to and how I talk to them. What would you tell me? So the me of 12 years ago, 13 years ago, <laughs> would have told you that I would have dissected your scripts 
I would have gone through exactly how you're inviting them, how you're presenting to them, what you're saying before the presentation, how you're closing. I would have analyzed all of that. I would have gone into techniques. And a big change for me was I felt like a failure as an upline leader because I was training people on the things that was not the reason why I ended up creating success. Um, I would give people all the best scripts in the world and the techniques in the world. They'd come back to me and, Matt, it's not working. I'd give them more scripts and techniques. They'd come back and say it's not working. So it, it's you. If I were training you, I would say, you know, here, here's the, uh, the good and the bad. The bad is it's you. The good is it's you, meaning you have the power to change it. And you're going to recruit who you are. There's the law of the lid that says, you know, your success in this business, in any business, is never going to grow beyond who you are as a person. So you obviously have got to go out and take massive action. You've got to follow the system. You've got to do all those things a lot. You've got to get over fear and all those things. But you're not going to get over fear, and you're not going to have the right presence until you become the right person. And so I'm going to be asking you things like, who are you as a person? And, you know, usually the answer that comes back is I'm a network marketer, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a this, I'm a that. Those are all great, but they're all very average. And as long as who you are as a person is average, you're always going to have average results. And average results in network marketing pay us no money because most people don't make any money. Most people will enroll a few people and they'll end up quitting. Um, things like that. So it's like, all right, we need to take a stand for who you are, and then we got to take the actions behind it. And so, you know, what it took for me to start recruiting people, uh, I got to the point where I could recruit people, but I couldn't recruit any leaders. So I realized I got to become the leader first. I created an affirmation that I would read a hundred times a day. I'm the leader that every other leader is looking for. And I would be reading books on leadership. I'd be reading books on network marketing, constantly working on myself. And if you're constantly working on yourself, attending events, reading books, pouring into who you are and building that as a person, um, then the results are going to manifest. And so I would probably have you create those statements about who you are. You know, Wayne Nugent, it's what he did with me. He said, Matt, you are who you say you are until you prove otherwise. You're a leader when you decide to be. You're a leader when you decide to step up and start acting like a leader and saying the things that a leader would say. So that's what I'm going to go through with you. And I, when I started changing my mentoring process, rather than just training on scripts and techniques and all that, which we all know if how-tos were enough, we'd all be rich, skinny, and happy, right? The mm -hmm. how-tos are not enough. I mean – you could have a terrible script, but if you're the right person delivering the script, it's going to work. If you've got confidence and certainty right, and strength, people are going to follow you. So that's, uh, that's the coaching that I'm going to give you is really working on yourself and then taking that and combining it with massive action. Brilliant. Um... So perhaps a way people can see the wisdom in this if people are looking for the right words, the right presentation. Boy, I wish I could say it like Matt says it. Uh, I don't, you know, if, if your affirmation is you don't know what to say, people won't listen to you, 
you're going to say the wrong thing, consider this virtual survey, which I've, I've done in small groups. I don't know if you've ever done this survey, Matt, but, but I think we would end up with, with similar results. If you had, uh, you know, a thousand people in the room that were earning $100,000 a year or more in network marketing, and you asked them, what exactly was said to you by your sponsor that had you look, and how close is that to what the company trains or what the smartest people in network marketing train in terms of a script, in terms of like, like, you know, did you enroll with the textbook company training? Did your sponsor present to you the way everybody's teaching in your company to present to people? In my experience in asking thousands of people that question that are in the business and doing well is, uh, well, let me think, what did he say or what did she say? Oh, uh, I think she said, you ought to look at this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh, how did we miss that, Matt? We should have put that in the book. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> you ought to look Absolutely. at this. <laughs> or have you ever thought about or have you ever thought about being in business for yourself? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a million things to say and it really doesn't matter. What matters is who's saying it. And yep. um, brilliant stuff. So here's I gotta end as close to I mean, I've already had I've had text messages asking me to go over and we're already at 60 minutes. Um, so um, I, I want to package this last question with some things that I want people to know about you in answering the question. So here's some things, folks, that you don't know about Matt unless you know him well. He spoke a little bit about his childhood, his parents, you know, owning the steakhouse. But what he didn't tell you is, but his dad went to prison. And, you know, that's pretty bad, but I'm trying to imagine being a kid, being a son, and having my dad go to prison for murder. That's got to kind of rock. That's kind of kind of rock your whole world like your whole identity, like all of your confidence, all of your conversations. And then his dad gets out of prison, and when Matt's 13 years old, he commits suicide after being a drug addict. And, I, you know, I don't know if you have the count of how many network marketing companies you flamed out in or they flamed out in you, on you, I mean, I, I could have maybe tracked seven or eight. There might be 10 or 12. Uh, and you got to think about, you know, all the people on the call who their shipment is late, um, you know, customer service isn't brilliant to them, somebody on their team quit, you know, some members went and joined some other deal. Uh, all the adversities that caused people to knock themselves out of the game and then I want you to map yourself onto Matt Morris's adversity. Imagine coming from that family. And, and Matt's not only built an empire in network marketing, but he's done a lot of extraordinary things. He's been on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox News, 
CNN. He's helped a hundred different authors become bestsellers. He's created over a million customers. He's spoken in 25 countries. I want to tell him I'm going to have to read this. I'm going to, I want to tell him that your bucket list. Here's some bucket list things that Matt has done in over 70 countries, 80 things on his bucket list, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, doing the highest bungee jump in the world, which um, in parentheses, that is the scariest flipping thing I ever did in my life. And I think mine was like <laughs> about 100 feet over a parking lot. I think I've seen where you did yours over that gorge and I think I would just uh, evaporate as a human being. Cage <laughs> diving with the great white sharks, paraglide skydiving, racing camels around the Great Pyramids, hiking Machu Picchu in Peru, zip lining Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe, hot air ballooning over Alaska, whitewater rafting in the Andes, and the list goes on. So here's the question, Matt, and you've already answered it, but I answer it one more time in a different way. And everybody out there listening, I want you to think about Matt Morris's life, where he came from, what he must have thought of himself, given his surroundings, uh, what he must have thought of himself as an entrepreneur, a business person after flopping and, and picking the wrong company eight or ten times, what he must have thought of himself after starting his own company and, um, you know, missing the fact that uh, Nigerians love to do credit card on a mass scale <laughs> uh, and losing your dream but then bouncing back. And look at the life he's created. And, Matt, what I want you to say to these people is, you know, if we added up all the goals on this call, the people that are on this call listening now and in the future – if we had a little coaching conversation and say, okay, what do you want out of this business? You know, I think if we averaged it all out, most of them would say, well, I'd just love to make an extra 500 or 1,000 a month. And boy, if I could make $5,000 a month, that would just, that would change my whole life. And of course, there would be some people that want to be rock stars, but most people just, they just want to get in positive cash flow. They just want to get on top of the power curve. To wrap this up, what would you say to them? I would, the biggest thing I would say to them is <laughs> God gives us unlimited potential. I personally believe that I am not better than anyone else in the world and no one else is better than me. I just have a belief in my heart of hearts that we're all given that same ability to go out and achieve our goals. You can't convince me otherwise. So that's God's gift to us is potential. Our gift to God is using that potential. Now, there are going to be many adversities that will come your way. The lifestyle of a network marketing leader is so amazing because it's hard. It's hard for a reason. If it weren't hard, there would be no opportunity. <laughs> Richard, you own a network marketing company. If it were easy to go out and build a large organization, would you pay out the kind of dollars that you pay out? You wouldn't because you wouldn't no. have to. 
You wouldn't have to, but you have to pay us a lot of money because it's hard, and that's why the opportunity exists. So rather than, you know, beat yourself up that, oh, I'm not good at this, it's so hard, rather than look at it like it's hard, say, oh, my God, thank goodness it's hard. That's why there's such an amazing opportunity. And listen, you're going to have to work hard anyway. If you don't work hard in network marketing, you're going to have to work hard at something. You're going to have to get good at whatever it is you do. So if you're going to have to get good at something anyway and work hard anyway, work hard at something worth working hard at. It's worth figuring it out because what is the other option? Let's say you can get to that $5,000 a month. You know, Most Americans retire after 40 years of work, and they're not making $5,000 a month. Now, do you think – <laughs> especially for young people. I mean, for a young person coming in, I want to beat them upside the head because it's like your option is to work for 40 to 50 years. You're going to retire on three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 a month. Now, do you think over the next 40 years you can get to a $5,000 a month income in network marketing? Absolutely, you can. So, you're going, to be, you're going to have all kinds of challenges that will come your way. People are going to reject you. People are going to tell you you're crazy. You're going to make mistakes over and over and over, just like every other leader in our profession who's made it. All of us have been through that. All of us have been through all the pain, all the struggle, all the self-doubt, wondering if we're really cut out for it. I went through that for years but I just kept hanging along, hanging around long enough. I kept working on myself to where I could finally get to the point where I believed I can do it. And when I finally got to the point where I genuinely believed I could, I did. So the biggest thing you've got to figure out is how can you give yourself that belief? How can you cement that into your mind and into your heart that you can do this because whether you think you can or you think you can't, I know you can because I've seen after 22 years of this business, over a million people through my organization, I've seen the people who you would think would never be able to do this in a million years. They had every excuse, everything against them, and they made it work. So if they can do it, you can as well. And when you're going through the struggle, be grateful for the struggle because everything that I went through, whether it was my father in prison committing suicide, 30000 in debt, living out of my car, 750000 in debt, whatever it was, every challenge that I went through in my life, there was a positive learning that made me a better person, that made me stronger. So every challenge you're going to have in the future, get excited. See, I told someone this the other day. I love getting put in weird situations that most people would be uncomfortable in because every time I get put in that situation, it makes me more comfortable being in any situation. So the person who you're going to become along the way, the money is going to be amazing, the lifestyle is amazing, but the thing that the joy, the biggest joy you're going to get is being proud of the person that you are, being comfortable of who you are in your own skin and being able to spend the rest of your life being happy because you love yourself. Beautiful. Beautiful words, Matt. Well, we successfully uh, extended you an extra 12 minutes. You were worth it. 
Um, Matt, I want to thank you. Thank I you, know you're, it's late there. Uh, you got big events the next couple of days. You're traveling all over the world. I don't get to see you often enough, and unfortunately, when we do see each other, it's like high five, see you later. <laughs> Gotta go somewhere. <laughs> That's right. Amazing, amazing honor to have you have me on your call. You've been a hero of mine for uh, as long as I can remember. I mean, it's uh, over 15 years of my life. You've been a major hero to me, and you know your influence has had a major impact on me, and it's cascaded uh, to a lot of other people through. Uh, through all the people that you've been an influence with. So appreciate everything you do. Uh, anything I can do for you, just let me know. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. For more invaluable training tools, such as audios, videos, and of course, his best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 With Your Hair on Fire, head to blissbusiness.com. For 10% off your order, use the discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles.